This is the St. Luligan Podcast Network. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of This is Silly Unplugged. I guess that's what we're going with. A um, little bit of a change tonight. Mitch was supposed to join me, um, but unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, he uh, he's, his new job is picking up steam and he's working more and something came up and he had to work tonight uh, and he just didn't feel like uh, getting together for a podcast. And I totally understand that. Luckily for you, um, I have no life. So I've got plenty of time. Once again, coming to you from Oakville, Missouri. Um, if you're out of the area, Oakville's just a little bit south of St. Louis. Technically, I have a St. Louis address, so I'm just going to claim that as I live in St. Louis. But I wanted to start today's show, since we still don't have the intro music for these side stories, and we're going to get you know that kind of stuff worked out. But I want to start today's episode with a quote from perhaps the best professional soccer coach in St. Louis ever. I'm just speaking, of course, of Claude Anelka. And you might be wondering who Claude Anelka is. Well, the saying used to go, there's only one Anelka, and his brother was our coach. So this was Nicholas Anelka's brother. He was the the first ever coach for AC St. Louis. And famously, during training one time, the players were kind of running all over, didn't really know where they were supposed to be, kind of like a game for them, actually. Uh, and Claude was running through the uh, box screaming, be calm, be calm. Uh, so that's the theme for tonight's show. I just want to tell everybody, be calm. Yes, we lost three to nothing in Seattle. And I have seen plenty of people uh, with their post-game takes and the, some of the podcasts around talking about how terribly we played and how awful uh, St. Louis City was that game. And and I just need to say, you guys did not watch the same game I did. Now, I'm famously not optimistic, but guys, it was fine. Yes, we lost three to nothing. I think that scoreline's a little deceiving. Um, not that we deserved to win. I think we, we earned our loss that day. But first things first. Seattle, one of the best teams in the league. Yes, they didn't make the playoffs last year, uh, but they went deep into, well, they, they won the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, you could say that had an effect on their run to the playoffs, and I think they frankly put their eggs in that basket, and it's, it's really a fluke, an anomaly. They didn't make the playoffs. Seattle is a perennially, perennially it's easy for you to say, perennially <laughs> good team, and they were picked high, you know, to finish high this season. So, good team. Seattle, an amazing place to play for Seattle. Very imposing crowd. Um, they can get on you quick. And we've talked about that, you know, the trying to take the crowd out of the game. So, but I just want to look at the game real quickly. I don't want to spend a ton of time on it, but let's just say the first half we were fine. In fact, we created a few chances. I think we were we were level with them first half. Second half, legs started to get tired, um, and then they, they scored some goals and ended up kind of rolling with it. But let's talk about a few things. First of all, I want to, want to mention Bradley Carnell came out with a format change, a uh, formation change. And 
I've said this before, and they kind of even talked about it on the broadcast. Formations don't mean anything to me because, okay, was it a three in the back or was it a five in the back? Well, it morphs, and Bradley himself talked about that, how it just depends, you know, doesn't really matter where you line up to start. It's a fluid system. Now, this is a little different because they went with three center backs. And when I first saw the lineup, I was a bit con- confused. I was a bit uh, worried. I thought, okay, we're getting too cute now. Uh, he's throwing wrinkles in there, trying to confuse Seattle. But it's probably going to confuse our boys. But I was wrong. It worked. That first half, I think it did unsettle Seattle. I think it changed their approach to the game a little bit. And I think our boys were fine. Uh, I, I think... You know, before he's he's mixed and matched a little bit, but he's kept that back four. This time the back three and or five, depending on how you look at it. Um, and it worked, I think, for the most part. That first half, they did shut them down. And we did get a few chances. So it's not like, you know, um, there was anything major. So the first half to me is a wash. If anything... Maybe you give us a little bit of credit for going into a hostile environment and playing really well that first half. So kudos to Bradley Carnell, kudos to the team for adding another wrinkle, and now we know they can do that. Um, that's, That's a possibility depending on who they're matching up against. So let's get into the second half. Then we start to see... Um, tired legs, and we've always said this uh, from the beginning, from when Lutz came on our podcast, it's been almost two years ago now, this is a system that demands fitness. It demands always being on both physically and mentally. And I thought I saw some guys getting tired. Now, they were still in the game. Everything was fine. Let's give credit where it's due. Atencio's goal was a beautiful goal, and they had been looking dangerous. It was coming. Um, but but the goal itself, I mean, that was a master strike. It just, nothing anybody could do about it. It's not like they worked it in and took us apart. He got the ball, he got a hold of it, put it all through, and, and struck it beautifully. So, wash that goal. I mean, earned, they should be ahead. But, you know, it was what it was. So I think at this point, you know, you started to see some people question, and, and me too, that maybe we should have got some subs in there quicker uh, just to get some fresh legs in there. And that, that can be debated. And I think um, ultimately Carnell will probably learn from that. But, I mean, i got to trust his judgment. You know, he's out there seeing it. The, uh, you know, Miggy had another great start. He pulled Miggy out, put on Blom, and uh, poor Blom, you know, it's just not been a good season for him. Uh, got COVID. First, first he came in a little late, so he was sort of behind everybody in, in fitness. Then he got COVID, was out for a couple weeks. Um, you know, they're trying to get him back in. They're trying to get him some minutes. They hope to get him, you know, 30 minutes this game, and, uh, you know, four or five minutes in, he he took a knock and, uh, you know, he came off, man was holding his penis, it looked like. Uh, but it's obviously going to be a groin injury, and he couldn't continue. So it, it always hurts you to put in a sub and then have to pull that sub immediately. But by that point, you know, this is what happens when you play that sort of 
aggressive pressing style, um, if it goes your way and it starts to roll your way, it, it benefits you. Once you start to have to push, start pushing a little harder to try to get back in the game, it can get away from you. And I think that's just what happened here. I think the game got away from us. Um, you know, Seattle brought in uh, Rui Diaz, their, their striker, who normally is a starter, but with uh, Morris playing so well up top, uh, they, they kept him in. And so he comes off the bench. Just, I mean, there was nothing magical about his goal. He just gets in those spaces and and a poached, poached one. He he's a class player, and they're a class team. So that goal, you give them credit for because they worked really hard and they worked it in. The third goal, it, I mean, it's an own goal. The ball went through. Shit just happens. So again, not that we were creating anything in the end, but I don't think we completely fell apart either. Uh, we did not look good. Seattle definitely had the game by the throat those last, you know, 15 minutes or so. And and there was never going to be, you know, we could have crawled one back or whatever, but it always looked like Seattle's game from that point forward. But again, you know, I'm seeing people say, oh, they were terrible. It was the worst game they've ever played, um, which, I mean, fair enough. There's only been, you know, what is it, seven games now. But it, it, you know, again, I didn't see the game that these people are talking about. You know, I've seen people giving their player ratings and they're all, you know, five and below. And guys, just please be calm. Just be calm. Um, yeah, it was a tough one and, and it hurts to lose and it hurts that it was our second loss in a row. But again, you look at the Minnesota game in a vacuum, you know, good thing Mitch and Matt aren't here because they would yell at me for using the term in a vacuum. But the Minnesota game would would be for a bounce here or there or a referee call here or there. Could have easily won that one. I think the Seattle game, we were better than some people are saying, but we were going to lose it. I don't know what else to say about that other than, you know, Seattle's the best team in the West. I mean, <laughs> barring our, our wonder start, and, you know, us being top of the table, I think we all know that wasn't going to last. But given everything, I'm not terribly disappointed with the result there or, or even the play. Uh, you know, I'll take those first 60 minutes against the best one of the best teams in the league in a tough environment. Now, hopefully the boys have learned from that and they come back a little stronger because we have a serious test coming up for us and we're going to talk about that. Um, in Cincinnati. Cincinnati is the current uh, Supporter Shield leaders. They are top of the East. They have more points than anybody, and uh, they have a St. Louis coach, so that always helps. Um, and they've turned their their franchise around. You know, they started pretty rough the first couple of years, but now they've got it going. And I think they've got a very good um, outlook on it. You know, Noonan has said, don't call us the best team. We just, we've just gotten the best results. That's kind of how, you know, Carnell wanted to frame our early success because you don't want your team to get too cocky. You don't want them to get, you know, where they are. And Seattle, God love them, they are that team. They, you know, they talked about it in the in the uh, broadcast. You know, the coach's biggest problem is how do I get all of these great players to start? And you can't. So he had like four or five guys on the bench who would start on any other MLS team. So I'm not saying 
What am I not saying? I'm not saying we played well. I'm not saying, you know, we're the top team in the West or even one of the top teams in the West. I mean, I think we could be, and by the end of the season, we'll know. Uh, but losing losing to Seattle does not phase me. And what you want is the, te- the boys to get battle-tested, to get into those situations, to learn to get out of those situations. So the next time we face Seattle or in the playoffs when we start facing the better teams, they've weathered those storms before. So, you know, River City Ramble asked, you know, a couple couple weeks ago on the pod what I would think if we only got one point or zero points from the three games, um, Minnesota, Seattle, and Cincy. And at that point I said, I, I just don't think that's likely. I think I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I thought, no, we're going to win one of those. And we still could. We still could win Cincy. Um, but it's looking like, you know, we, we could come out of here with one or zero points. And I just, again, I want to reiterate, be calm. It's not the end of the world. There, are, there will be bumps. There will be uh, growing pains. And we have to get through it. And the team has to learn how to win and how to get, get through these stretches and get on the other side of it. So, yes, we've all seen teams, you know, start hot and fade or, or whatever. And that could happen. I mean, we, we, I don't think we're going to go on a winless streak for 10 games in a row. But relax. Don't listen to the people who say we're terrible, we're shit. You know, I knew this wouldn't work out. Let's give it some time. Let it breathe. And uh, we'll see where we are in a few weeks. So mention Cincy coming in. Cincy's the best team in the East right now. Uh, we have a little bit of history with Cincinnati, uh, the St. Louis FC days. Cincinnati came into the league, and, you know, they were they were very boisterous about mostly their attendance because they weren't that great. I don't think they ever won a USL playoff game. Uh, but their attendance is, is was what got them into MLS. They, you know, they weren't on anybody's radar until they started averaging 20,000 people at USL games. So that's where they are. We... Even though it's not St. Louis FC, there there is a uh, a family familial connection to St. Louis FC with Kavanaugh and Strunk and those guys and the fans. A lot of the fans who uh, are longtime Luligans obviously were St. Louis FC fans. A lot of the season ticket holders in the stadium at large were St. Louis FC season ticket holders or St. Louis FC fans. Um, so we remember Cincy, and we do want to uh, pay them back. We want we want to beat them always. And uh, those of you who've listened to the pod regularly know, you know, that was Matt Bird's favorite pastime the last couple of years is watching Cincinnati lose. So it would be great if we could do that. But again, good team coming into town. They have a St. Louis coach. I think more Cincy's more of a defensive team than. Seattle, they, they're scoring much less goals. Uh, they do like to press. They do like to kind of play our style um, just without the scoring. No, we haven't scored in a couple of games, so that's uh, starting to add up. But I think we're going to have our chances, and I think you know we've just got to play smart. We've got to trust the system, as the saying goes. And I think we'll get back to, to where we were. I think... You know, nothing is nothing is fucked here. 
as <laughs> Walter from The Big Lebowski would say, uh, they're just going to do it. And so, going into Cincinnati, good news is <laughs> Carnell has proven we've got lots of different ways we can play. And let's see what happens. Um, going to be a fun game, although now the forecast includes some thunderstorms. So be prepared, be ready, um, but we're going to have some fun out on Luligan Street, as always. It officially starts at 4. That's when the beer tents open. Uh, Schlafly will start pouring outside. Of course, if you get there a little early, you can go inside Schlafly and get a beer. Uh, we'll be setting up for the street party, and this week we've got three food trucks. Uh, back again is Bueno's International and Royal Street Foods. Both of those guys have been great, but we've got a new one that's joining us this week. Go Gyro Go. And apparently, uh, I don't know, is it Gyro? Is it Euro? You know, I'm not going to not gonna nitpick here, but, you know, whatever you want to call it, it's, it's the nice little Greek sandwiches. <laughs> uh, so come, come with an appetite and be ready. We've got our charity du jour this week is the Women's Safe House. Uh, important to... Um, raise money for causes like this. Obviously, uh, women's shelters are increasingly important uh, with just the way everything is. Some place, some people need a little help to get through, to get to the next level, and we are very proud to support this group when we do so with. We're going to have some schlaffle prizes. We're going to have our sticker sales and just regular donations. So swing over to the merch tent and make a donation or buy a Schlafel ticket. And uh, we're going to raise some money for a good cause this week. Uh, what else? Oh, we're going to have some, we're going to do something fun that we used to do more. And it's been a while since we've done it. Uh, but we're bringing back some limited edition scarf pins. So uh, a lot of people like the scarf pins. Uh, we're going to do some limited edition ones. We're going to bring back some old designs and we're going to recolor them with the new St. Louis city colors. Um, so some of the, your favorite pins from the past will be available. Each week we're going to have a new one, and those are going to be $2 cash, and that will obviously go to our charity du jour, but they'll be limited to 50 each game. So what we're going to do, just to make it a little more uh, fun or different anyway, uh, we're going to have a different person be the pin bearer each week. And sometimes it'll be a new member, and sometimes it'll be an old member. But the key here is to get people to meet other people. So if you know that there's an older member that, you know, we think you should know, we think you should at least meet, we're going to say, hey, find Mark Gardner of your electric. And if you give him $2, you can have the limited edition scarf pin while they last. Um, another time we might pick somebody new who's to the group, but maybe some of the older people need to meet the new people too. It's not just one way. So uh, I'll be talking to some people on Saturday about taking over the pin responsibilities, but look for a tweet or a post on Saturday morning on what the design is for, for Saturday and who you'll have to talk to to get that special pin. I'm going to give you guys a little hint since, you know, the best fans listen to the podcast. Uh, it's probably going to be me for the first game. So look for Brad and say, who the hell are you? And give me $2 and I will give you a special pin. Uh, but I'll release that design on social media Saturday morning at some point. So that's just something fun to look forward to and another way to raise money for our charity du jour. Charity du jour. Got a few news and notes we want to hit. Um, 
I think most importantly, these are in no particular order, but most importantly to me anyway, is the Open Cup. We will be playing uh, Union Omaha coming up at the end of this month. And right now you can get Open Cup tickets for $20. That's right. The big stadium, St. Louis City, uh, and there's plenty available because it looks like a lot of the season ticket holders decided not to uh, opt in for these Open Cup game. It's on a Tuesday night, which is always weird anyway. But if you're one of those people who, who've been wanting to come to a game or wanting to bring a friend to a game um, and you couldn't get tickets before or it was too expensive, all valid reasons, 20 bucks to come see a U.S. Open match. And the last couple episodes, we've talked about how much we love the U.S. Open Cup. And I think, you know, this would be a great opportunity just to, like I said, come out, see the stadium, get involved. Uh, maybe you normally sit on the other side of the stadium, but you want to see what the supporter section is about. Grab a ticket in the supporter section or vice versa. You know, maybe your legs are tired and you'd like to sit down for a change. There are, you know, reasonably priced tickets all over the stadium and not a bad seat in the house. So if you've been waiting to get in or wanting to get to a game, this is the best way to do it. And 20 bucks, that's, I mean, it's not nothing, but compared to what the you know, regular season games are going for on the resale market, $20 is a bargain. So please, please make yourself available to go to those games and we'll have some fun. Sorry, solo podcast. I have to drink every once in a while. Uh, let's see what else we have. Uh, oh, birthday news. We don't normally do birthday shout outs on the pod, but this one is important. And I think, uh, I don't think anybody will begrudge me wishing a, a very happy birthday to a special friend of not just the podcast, but basically all St. Louis City fans, Margo. Margo the dog, um, Jake's Jake's dog, or if you want to look at it a different way, Margo's dad, Jake. Um, Margo's birthday. So happy birthday, Margo. Uh, you really are the best looking uh, model for City Gear I've seen. You look great, whether it's in a scarf or a jersey. Um, you know, I've seen you at many games. I've seen you probably at more games, if you're counting Academy and City 2 games, uh, than most Luligans. So, you know, Margo, I know Jake, your dad, works for the team now, so he has to kind of stay a little neutral. But, Margo, you will always be one of us. Uh, let's see here. Oh, the uh, History Museum exhibit opened up. We had some Luligans there for the opening day, but there are very cool things there. Um, just want to remind you that's, that exhibit is open for a little while longer. That is at the Missouri History Museum, and that is down in Forest Park by, by the Art Museum, by Art Hill, by all that stuff. Uh, the Missouri History Museum has a great exhibit on St. Louis soccer right now. Uh, they use Dave Lang, and they use some other people around town that to help them put it all together. And, of course, uh, we've got... I, I know there's other Luligans who have stuff in the museum, but our own Sarah Robertson has a photo in there, and that's really cool. Very proud of Sarah. And it just so happens to be a photo of the Luligan section at an old St. Louis FC game. So that's cool. If you want to see what the Luligans like, looked like in green and blue, you should go to the museum and check that out. Uh, that was before we got the pink. And I know you're going to say it's city red, but kids, it's pink. You know it is. Just just admit it. 
Real men can wear pink. Don't be afraid of it. Let's see other things in the news this week. Oh, the Gold Cup. Uh, St. Louis City Park has been announced as one of the venues for the Gold Cup. We don't know exactly who will be playing here, but always cool to get more soccer. And there will be international games here, so keep an eye on that. Oh, Brooligan's got a new label. So it's similar. It's, I mean, it's Skull and Crossbones. It looks like Skull and Crossbones. It's got the flame delay on the forehead. Just the skull's a little different. It's in the bright pink can. So be on the lookout for that, and you can also get that at City Park. In the supporters section area, I know you can get it in the marketplace. I know they have it on draft at the supporters bar. Not sure where else in the stadium it is. Um, I know some people have complained about the beer selection. I will say the beer selection in the supporter bar areas is better because we demanded it. And, you know, whatever, you can get you can get whatever you want, but if you're on the other side of the stadium and you're looking for Brilligans and they don't have it where you are, run on down to the supporter section area. It's both in the marketplace and on tap in the supporters bar, which is right behind the supporter section. So come by. Mm, the mailroom, the mailroom, I've been, I am the mailroom and I've been very busy trying to get all the scarves that you've ordered online out of here. I think I'm caught up as of right this moment, um, but as always, the best place to buy merch is at the pregame parties. But if you're out of town and you want to buy a scarf, uh, you can go to the Luligan website and uh, click the store button or the shop button. I forget what it says. Uh, but you can mail order a scarf there. Uh, finally, we've got... Uh, pod- There's been some podcast issues. We're, uh, you know, we've added River City Ramble and we're trying to get everybody's uh, template set up to make it nice and easy. Uh, right now, there's This Is Silly, there's River City Ramble, there's Show Up, Make Noise, the uh, Florida Noise podcast, and Wannabe Fans. And we're going to be adding another one. Uh, but what is happening is somehow the different catchers all act a little differently. So um, sometimes they pull like the picture from the website, or sometimes they pull the picture from the actual post. So I know one of River City Rambles went up this week, and it just had the generic logo uh, they fixed that, um, but we're trying to track down all these weird problems. I know Spotify has been having a crazy string of letters and numbers at the beginning of every episode. We're not exactly sure why, but we're trying to track that down. Mitch has been doing a ton of work on the website. Um, he's doing it all in the background, so you're not seeing the improvements yet. But at some point, we're going to unleash this new baby on the world. And we're adding some functionality. We're adding some... Uh, just some regular updates that needed to be done. So be on the lookout for that. And we are going to be hopefully integrating that more with the app. If you don't have the Luligan app, please download that. You can get it for both Android and for uh, Apple. And it's got things like a link to the uh, chance, which is always good to have on hand at the games. Um, We're going to be adding some more functionality to that too. So be on the lookout for that. I think... That's all my news and notes for today. Uh, we're coming up right on 30 minutes, which would be amazing. I did get one question. This was from Claude Carricker, a good friend of mine, and probably yours if you've been to a game, because Claude's a great guy. Uh, I mentioned the other night on social media, this is me personally, uh, I've been going through some changes in my life, so uh, I needed a haircut, so I decided I wanted to do something 
just different and it's not like radically different because you know I'm still a guy and I don't have many much hair to style or anything but I did the Britney Spears I just you know did the buzz job just put it on the same level and did the whole head uh, Claude wanted to know if that meant Mr. Clean or more of like a buzz cut and it, I do want to say it's a buzz cut it is not bald bald that would be Mitch um, but I can say that because he's not here and he's probably not going to listen to this because honestly, you know, not many people do. And if you do, you don't make it to this part. They'll probably listen to the first five minutes and say, oh, yeah, you, you did a good job. Uh, but no, it is not bald. It is buzzed. And honestly, I'll tell you the reason I don't go completely bald. Um, this will date me and maybe some of you will understand the reference. Uh, but remember when Scotty Pippen completely shaved his head? Uh, it just didn't work. He had some weird lumps in his head, you know. You know, it was misshapen. Like, I'm afraid my head would just be ugly. So I did not completely shave my head. But I buzzed it. It's really short. And if you come out and see me on Saturday at the the Luligan Street, Street, <laughs> Street Party at Schlafly, you know, it's like when they name, like, every part of the stadium and you have to, like, say 47 different sponsors. Um, but if you come see me at the street party and give me $2 cash, you can, A, look at my haircut. Uh, you can, B, you could rub my head for, for good luck if, if that's what you're into. And you can get a limited edition scarf pin. Uh, it's a throwback design. And there will only be 50 of them. And once they're gone, they're gone. Next week will be, or the next home game will be a new design. So uh, I think I'm going to do do pretty good here. I'm going to click the stop button and it's going to be right at 30 minutes. So thanks for listening. I hope, uh, I hope you download it with, with pretty much ease. Uh, 